From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858 858- Eight seven six five six six three. In today's show, we talk about looking at your marriage through your spouse's eyes, not just through your own narrow lens. And author Daniel H. Pink says this. He goes, empathy is about standing in someone else's shoes, feeling with his or her heart, seeing with his or her eyes. Not only is empathy hard to outsource and automate, but it makes the world a better place. And we're going to be talking a lot today about empathy and being able to see your marriage through your spouse's eyes. And like Tony said, not just your own narrow lens. And as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with our hug, this week's hug is brought to you by He Zig, She Zags. Get your communication on the same path. Your marriage can be better than ever. With effective communication, you'll stop feeling angry and frustrated with your spouse and avoid this affecting other areas of your life. Develop lasting solutions for your marriage so you can get through anything together. Restore honesty, openness, and transparency with each other so you can live together with love and trust. But most importantly, create the happily ever after that you both deserve. Learn more at hezigshezags.com. This message starts off with hope you are doing well. This is coming to you all the way from Belgium, a listener who finally took time and courage to give something back to you guys. I have two words for you. Thank you. Thank you for, and I mean this, making me change my view on my relationship with my wife. Without your podcast, I don't know where I would be today. In the past, I always took things for granted and everything went automatically. But we were both so busy with our lives, kids, friends, work, hobbies, that we lost sight of each other and I got burned out, mainly work-related. But we've recovered well, thanks to you. Let me explain. In the beginning, she was strong enough to give me the time and help I needed to get things back on track. I still admire her for that. At that time, I discovered podcasting, and as a techie, I got hooked on Beyond the To-Do List from Eric Fisher. I think this was March of 2014. There, I came across a guy named Tony who had a podcast with his wife. I must admit, this was quite strange to me as I only listened to productivity stuff from guys. This really opened my eyes. I started with podcast 212, I Want Spontaneous Sex. Wow, this couple talks so openly. Amazing. I went all the way back to episode one. My work makes me travel a lot in my car, so I have a lot of time to listen. It made me realize that I need to shift things. Put your most precious first, your spouse. Communicate again. I learned to listen. Don't change the other, change yourself. In the past, we did everything together. Friends, sports, you name it. This changed over time, and so that's why I took, we took the invitation of my brother and sister-in-law to learn with the four of us ballroom dancing. I was a little hesitant at first, but man, each week, I look forward to being connected to each other for one hour. We keep on doing this today, and it has really created a bond again. Not only the one hour a week, but also the many, quote, training sessions in our living room. I recommend this <laughs> to everyone. Anyway, I like the stuff you're doing, and my apologies for the lengthy feedback. Cheers. P.S. Maybe one day we will end up on the wall of fame. Oh, yes. And that's a simple way to get up on the Love You Guys wall of fame. As you guys know, 
info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In the subject line, you just put love you guys and we will do the rest. We'll print out that picture and please send your highest quality photo. We'll take that picture. We'll get it over to Costco and we'll get it up on the wall and we're going to have a picture coming out here soon. So, you know, check the social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and find your face there. And if you're not on there, again, send send your picture over to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. It's where we get to love on you. And believe me, each month we have a an event we call Second Saturday Dinner. And we will bring people up here and we'll go, this is the one family. This is who we get to love on each and every week. And you can just see them standing in front of this wall just in awe. Because you guys are awesome. And so do send that. And thank you so much for that hug. That... Uh, you know, sometimes I don't read the hugs beforehand and I want to just say this is one I didn't and it was really touching just to hear Elisa read that. Um, it's just, it's it's awesome to hear the change that you're willing to make in your own life and realizing that you can change you and you can't change your spouse. Well, I think so much of that, uh, that particular hug really ties into what we're talking about today. So this past weekend, we had a family trip. We were headed up to Los Angeles to visit with Tony's family, a small family get together. And as we're driving, the song In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel came on the radio. And that was from the movie Say Anything. So this is like, you know, total flashback for me and Tony. When we start belting the song out at the top of our lungs, the kids are just rolling their eyes in the back seat. But the lines are in your eyes. And I just want to okay, say something real, real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to sing it for you Because guys, so. throughout the week, Elise and I are, we're thinking about what do we want to talk about? I mean, we've been doing this show for five years and so when you think about that, and we're talking about marriage, and we're really trying to look at marriage from different angles and different ways than everybody else is looking at it, because really, we could come here each and every week and give you the same stuff that everybody else has been talking about in marriage. And we are constantly trying to look at different angles. Do we get it right every week? No. And this is one of those weeks where we are just sort of coming up to the end, and we're going, what are we going to discuss and so as we are driving, this song comes on. And it was at that moment, I mean, we're driving to my aunt's place um, and it comes on and we're, like Elisa said, we're belting this out. And I look at her and I go, this is this week's show. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know, first of all, I would definitely recommend, you know, YouTube, Google, In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, because I'm not going to sing it for you guys. I'm just going to say the words um, because, you, you know, you guys love us on the podcast. And, you know, I hear all kinds of compliments about my voice from some of you and things like that. I'm not going to sing. I will not get the compliments. So Tony's over here. He's like lip syncing already. And I haven't even started yes. saying it. But in your eyes, the light, the heat in your eyes, I am complete in your eyes. I see the doorway to a thousand churches in your eyes the resolution of all the fruitless searches in your eyes. In your eyes. Okay, so he's going to sing for the you. Life, the Go I ahead, keep song. going. I'm not going to sing Keep anymore. going. They're, they're just waiting now. Now you've like, <laughs> what is their appetite? This is like uh, one extraordinary marriage karaoke here. <laughs> Hence, but, we sing in the shower. Nobody else hears us. Right, exactly. The water drum. Or during worship when the band is really playing really loud and doesn't matter we just if, kind our, of blend if we're in. tone is yeah. off. Well, and so we started thinking about the words to the song and, mm-hmm. and the idea that, you know, in our marriages, how often or how infrequently do you take a look at your marriage from your spouse's eyes? 
Right. Right. Because I will tell you, I absolutely have tunnel vision in my marriage. Like something happens and it all happens from my perspective. And I don't often stop and think, gosh, I wonder what Tony's thinking about this situation. I wonder how this is impacting Tony. Right. And, and so the song, when it came on, it's talking about in your eyes. Right. So many, and this goes back, I think I shared this a few weeks ago, you know, this coaching conversation I had um, with two of my clients. I had, it's a couple I'm working with and I had individual sessions with them. We often do joint sessions, but this particular week we did individual sessions and they're describing to me one night in their marriage that had happened recently. And so the two of them are telling me this story and I will tell you that um, I wasn't sure, if I hadn't known it was the same night that they were both describing, I wouldn't have known because their perspective on that night was like literally night and day different. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens so often in our marriage. You know, something happens, whether it's something with the kids or, you know, something in the bedroom sexually or something with paying the bills or whatever it is. And we have our own perspective. And, and because we don't ever just stop and think, I wonder what's going on with my husband. Or I wonder how my wife is processing this. I think a lot of times we miss opportunities for growth. We miss opportunities to love our spouses in a way that they don't even know they want to be loved. We have an opportunity. We miss the opportunity to change things about ourselves. Because when we've got that tunnel vision, folks, I mean, when you're like blinders on, this is only happening to me. This is all about me. You know, I'm a whirling dervish spinning in my own goop you can't be changed in that space. And, and I love what that listener from Belgium said when he was writing in and he's like, you know, I realized from having listened to the podcast, I mean, he's listened to, you know, 200 and some odd podcast guys and he only found us, what, a year ago? Hmm. A little less than a year ago. And he goes, I realized I had to change myself. And part of changing yourself is stopping and saying, what's going on across that marriage bed? What's going on with the, how are these circumstances that we're in right now, how are they affecting my spouse? And I think most of the time we are looking at our lives always on, and, and this comes from you know work, business, how do I win? Mm. How do I win <laughs> in whatever I'm doing? And believe me, I fall in that place as well. And yet it's when I dis, when I decide to make the choice that it's not always a win for me it's it's almost an empower empower in our marriage you know how do we empower each other and sometimes i got to be able to look and say you know what what is it that elisa sees that i am missing in business or in work if i see something that isn't advantageous for a client it's okay. I see it through their eyes and I realize that, you know what? This isn't for you. You know, let's find just something else. Let's get you other resources that will help you. Sure, it could lie in our pockets. And yet, let me look at it from your point of view. And so sometimes in, in business or in work, we're always in a, a win situation. It's always about me mm-hmm. and how do I perform better how do i do better in our marriage it also comes in as well and that's where we start to trip up a little bit because it isn't always about you i mean because if it was then you'd be single because then you could just make it all about you but you're married to someone 
And you have to take their insights and what's happening in their lives into consideration. If not, you're going to be in turmoil. There is going to be bickering. There is going to be headbutting constantly because you guys are not willing to see each other and what's happening across the table. And it's amazing, you know, just like that couple I was describing a few minutes ago, for the two of you to sit down, I mean, we have this experience often in our marriage where, you know, we'll be having a conversation and Tony will throw something out there and and it'll be something that I said, you know, like three weeks ago. And all of a sudden he says, he's like, yeah, I've got this idea. I think we should do X, Y, Z. And there are times when I just have to, you know, I look at him and I'm jokingly like, wow, it sounds so much better when you say it. And he looks at me and he's like, what? What, what, what? And I said, I said that three weeks ago. But because he wasn't in a place where it made sense three weeks ago, now it makes sense. And so instead of being like all cranky about that, like I told you so, it's just acknowledging, you know what? It does sound better when you say it. Because I know you've already heard it once and I know that I'm the person you heard it from. And that's all part of that cycle of, you know, of speaking love to one another because so often too when we get into our tunnel vision and it becomes all about us and that whole me, 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 we tend not to speak love to our spouses because it's all about us and how we can, you know, get better, have better, get more, do more. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, forget you. That That's kind of the, the image or not the image, but the attitude that we give off. Mm-hmm when we're all wrapped into how we're seeing things in our own place, like if this is all about me, then there's no place for you. And let me tell you something. If your spouse gets the vibe that there's no place for them, that's a really lousy place to be in, in your marriage. And it's a really horrible message to send because you're not even willing to take a look and see what's going on from their eyes. Mm-hmm. How are, how are they hurt? You know, this, this particular idea really takes me back, um, takes me back about 11 years when Andrew died. And, you know, I was in just this horrendous place of grief, right? I'm just like wallowing in my sorrow, uh, just miserable. And I will tell you, it probably took me a year to be able to look at Tony and even process the thought, I wonder what he's going through. I wonder how this has impacted him. Probably a good year. Because I, my blinders were so thick to what was going on to me that I didn't ever stop. I mean, we'd both lost our son, right? And I never stopped in that first probably six months to a year to go, huh, I wonder what he's going through. And, and because of that, I can easily look back at that first year and go, wow, the gap between the two of us, because I couldn't even stop to think, because I didn't know to say, let me look at things from your point of view. And you know, it's like Tony said at the onset of the show, you know, we try and we try and get you guys to think of things differently on the show. We don't want to be dishing up the same marriage stuff week in and week out. So you're just like, oh yeah, there goes Tony and Lisa again. You know, and nobody told me at the beginning of getting married or even dating that, you know what, every once in a while, you're going to need to stop and think what, you know, and maybe even ask the question, you know, be so crazy as to ask the question going, what's going through your head right now? How is this impacting you? Like, I, I remember when we were dating, Tony used to ask me, he goes, so what are you thinking about right now? I can't tell you the last time he's asked me that question. Not because, not because it's not important to him, yeah. but just because life has changed. Yeah, I you haven't. Know, we've been together, it'll be 21 years 
this June. 21 years. And in the beginning, that question, I mean, like I can count on it almost like clockwork about every 30 minutes. If I got quiet or something, he's like, so what are you thinking about right now? And because he wants, like, he, it would help him process, right? Because if I was willing to share and open up and tell him, you know, and so now, you know, we've got different strategies, right? Because now over those 21 years, you, we've created safe places to talk. We've created that like, okay, you know, Tony's got the sweaty palms. He's getting ready to talk about something big. Um, or me and just having to say, you know, I need to talk to you about something, right? Like, I'm just going to bring it up. I'm not going to wait for you to ask me the question. But guys, you've got to get in your spouse's shoes. You've got to be willing to say, I'm going to be uncomfortable here. Because I will tell you, there are times when you get into your spouse's shoes or ask them what they're feeling or try and understand where they're coming from. And it doesn't feel good. And this comes in, you know, I'm thinking back to the days when kids were younger. And I think this would have been a really good, a really good exercise for us because it would have allowed, I think, both of us to understand where we were and how we could best serve each other. So young kids, stay-at-home mom, it would have helped if Elisa would have been able to say and see from my eyes the business side of things. And, not, and I'm not saying you have to understand it 100%, but where I'm coming from, the fears that I had, you know, there are more mouths to feed, she's staying home, you know, being able for her to see that and me being able to express that and vice versa, me being able to understand all the work she was doing here at home, you know, with the kids, one first, and then obviously the second one and everything that happens there. I mean, I think there are lots of opportunities that we had missed because we didn't do this, you know, and there are times when we've done this very well when loss happens. You know, when, when you lose somebody that's near and dear to you, you know, this is usually a time where, you know, we take a step back and we look at our own lives and we look at that of our spouse and just go, holy cow, you know, that, you know, you, you begin to see and go, how are you doing? What's, how did this impact you? And, and so, you know, for those of you who are newlyweds or newer married and have young kids take these take these moments to really see what's happening because hey you both may be back at work with a with a young one staying with a with a caregiver and that's that's a big deal mm-hmm. you know and being able to step back and and how does that impact both of you because believe me moms this impacts your husbands as well you know, they they probably feel the pressure as well in not having you home or them being able to to stay home, whoever, however it works out. And so you're not the only one feeling the pressure and the stress. Well, I think that's a really big point that you just made there too. The fact that we need to stop assuming that things don't impact our spouses, be it Wives, stop assuming that your husbands aren't impacted or husbands, stop assuming that your wives aren't going to be impacted by the information or the circumstances. Because here's the thing. I mean, you guys have all heard the thing about, you know, don't assume because it makes a blank out of you and me. Um, I'll let you all fill in the blank. blank. But the reality is, is that 
you know, as you go, you spend more time and the relationship lengthens, we do start to make assumptions. We think, well, I know what he's going to do or I know what she's going to say. And so I'm just not going to ask because I know what's going to happen. Right. I can't tell you how many coaching sessions I've had where somebody's like, well, I, I just I know what the result's going to be. So I don't have to like I don't have to think about it. And I said, but what if the result was different? What if you actually asked that question and you got a different answer than the one that you were expecting? How would that change your marriage? And they just get quiet, right? Because no one thinks, well, that people are going to change. And the reality is that people are constantly changing. It's the one thing that I can guarantee you in marriage is that you're both constantly changing because you only have two options in a relationship, folks. It's either growing or dying, right? So if you're not growing, then you're dying. But both of those is cha- both of those constitute change. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do to grow your marriage? What are you going to do to get to that point where you can really step into your spouse's shoes, your spouse's understanding? And I'm telling you, there's a reason that he zig, she zags is sponsoring this particular episode of One Extraordinary Marriage. And it's because you need to get your communication going, right? You can't guess what's going through your spouse's head. I don't know how many times we've told you, but we're going to continue to tell you until we're 102. Your spouse does not have ESP. At least maybe going at 102. I I don't know if I will be, but okay, we'll we'll, we'll go with that for now. We'll go with that for now. But you know, we're doing this, we're doing this study group with a number of couples here in San Diego and we're doing the group study for he zigs, she zags. And we've been talking about this whole idea of ESP or your spouse not having ESP Deep. with these couples. And it's really interesting because it doesn't matter if I say this over the show or if I say it to a live audience or if I say it in a small group, inevitably when I say your spouse does not have ESP, one spouse will look at the other and be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to tell you that for years now. But it goes back to the heart of the matter that if you want to know what's going on inside somebody's head, you have to ask them right? Like, like Tony used to, what are you thinking about? And the two of you have to create within your marriage, a safe place for whatever that answer is going to be, right? Because how many of you have been asked that question? What are you thinking about? And your mouth says one thing, but your head is saying completely something else. Mm -hmm. Your mouth is saying something like, no, really, I'm not thinking about anything. We're we're all good now. Uh, We're good. You know, things are fine. And inside you're like, I'm seething about this and I can't believe that just happened. And you, I mean, you're having this running commentary that if somebody could just open up your head, it'd be like, you know, reality TV, just spilling out right there. When you create a safe place to share what's going on inside your head, the two of you are going to see growth. You're going to be able to step into your spouse's shoes and go, okay, I get it. I get why you're so keyed up about the finances because we've got these bills coming up or something happened or... You know, I understand why you kind of flew off the handle about the kids because you've been home with them all day and, you know, this one's been pushing the other one's buttons and they've both been ganging up on you. I get it. Instead of just walking in and just being like, what the heck is going on here? And so when do you find time to do this? You know, you got to find time and you got to find margin in your life so that you can have some reflective time. And that's key. You, you, You need to be able to do that. Like, honestly, just be able to go, okay. Your spouse doesn't have to be there with you at that moment, but you need to have some margin so you can at least go, okay, let me look at this from a different point of view. Now, where can that happen for you? Heck, it could be, you know, if you do devotional time in the morning or in the evening, you know, take some time then to do it 
for me, typically it's when I'm writing. This is when I get my time to reflect on what's happening in my life and what what I can see from Elisa's point of view. If there's something that needs to be thought about, um, it you know it's just where my creative juices tend to be rolling. I have an earbud in one ear. I'm listening to my techno music and I'm rolling down the road. And if I'm not riding with somebody, I have a lot of that good time. Just a boom, 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 boom. For some of you, it may be when you're driving to work. Turn off the car. I mean, not turn off the car, but turn off the radio, you know, for part of that. I remember when I first started The Dent Dude many, many years ago, um, I'd get into my into my vehicle and I would not have anything on. And it was just my time of just prayer because honestly, I would sit in that truck going somewhere where I wasn't even sure if I was going to have work to bring home to the family, food home to the family. And I would just take that time to pray. And so that's that's a great opportunity to do it. Do you have to do it for the entire drive? No. I mean, if you have a half hour drive or a 20 minute drive, you do it for 10 minutes. You know, it's just time. I have honestly in my car with me now, like a, a moleskin, what are these things? Like a little journal. journal. Mm-hmm. And I just have it open and I have a pen with me. And when thoughts come into my mind that I need to think about, I jot them down. And it just helps to clear myself in my mind and think about different places and even thinking about, you know, how I see Elisa and what she may be thinking about when it comes to our family, our work, our businesses, whatever it may be. And so those are some places where you can do it. You know, for you, it may be in the shower. Yeah. If you're not singing karaoke, then by all means, you've got the quiet time. It really might be. It's just being conscious. It's waking up and being able to go, okay, for the next five minutes, I'm going to just focus my attention and my life on seeing how my wife or my husband may be looking at this world that we are living in together. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it's being able to get out of that shower or out of the car or wherever you may be and saying, am I, am I getting this right? Because this is the way I'm seeing things and, and I just want to make sure that I'm on the same track with you. Well, and and part of being able to see things through their eyes is being able to take responsibility for your role in whatever's going on. Um, Personal accountability, personal responsibility goes a long way to being able to walk into another person's perception of, of the circumstances. Because when you're so busy pointing blame at or being a victim that you don't take personal responsibility, it's very hard to see how the actions, how your behavior is impacting somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we've all been there. It, you know, it is so easy to say, well, if this was different or if you were different or, if, you know, all these circumstances, I wouldn't be like this. Well, own it, folks. I mean, you know, it's like Tony was telling his family this past weekend about the fact that I'm a piler and apparently I've managed to hide it from them for the last 18 <laughs> years because they were stunned. And I said, no, really, I do. I have my piles. But I owned it, right? Because it, it impacts our marriage. It impacts Tony. And I just said, you know, this is who I am. And it, it gets better and it ebbs and flows. But the point is, is that I take responsibility for it. I don't tell Tony, well, if he was, if he wasn't so, you know, driven or OCD on his side of being, you know, anal and clean and all this kind of stuff, I wouldn't be like this, right? It's not his fault, right? Take responsibility for those things that you've got to own in your marriage because it allows you to be able to see the clearer picture of what's going on with your spouse. And then ultimately at the end of the day, 
when you're having these conversations, when you're sitting down and, you know, maybe the two of you have scheduled that time at that state of our marriage conversation. And we go into that pretty extensively and he's eggs, she's eggs, but you've made the time to talk and listen. You're having these created the safe place where you can talk ultimately at the end. And what wraps this all around is that you need to remember love and grace above all else. Because when you approach your marriage with a spirit of love and grace and you come to your spouse in that mindset of I'm going to love on you and I'm going to extend grace, then it allows you to have the courage to have the tough conversations. It allows you to look at their needs and say, how can I serve you? It allows you to take responsibility for your actions and say, you know what? I messed up. I made these mistakes. Or if they've been the one to mess up to say, I forgive you. You know, it's pretty powerful when you can look at your spouse and from the bottom of your being, be able to say, I forgive you and I love you. And that allows the two of you to walk into that next phase of your relationship. It allows you to see things from their perspective and allows the two of you to grow together. Yeah. So go listen to that song, you know, listen to it, really listen to it because I think music can really impact our lives. And I think once you listen to the, that song and even pull up the lyrics, just this week, look at, you know, look at life through your spouse's eyes, you know, in your eyes, you know, what do you see there and how can you impact your marriage and your spouse as you see, see it through their eyes? We love you guys. Get us your love, you guys. Wall of Fame picture. Send them in. Info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You have yourselves an awesome week. We love you, and we'll catch you next week.